Hey, this is C. Hope Clark, editor of FundsForWriters.com and author of the Carolina Slade Mystery Series. It's been a little while, but I'm back with number 13 on my podcast, and I think you're going to like this one. It's called The Awesome Cape of Authorpreneurship. After a hectic two weeks of two conferences, 2,500 miles of car travel, and intense demand to be on my game in crowds, I sat down to decompress, review my notes, digest the business cards collected, and write about the new revelations I've had about being an authorpreneur. And I'm, I'm so excited about it. Authorpreneurship was a title of my panel at PubSmartCon, which is a conference I recently attended in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a real cute name, and there's a degree of humor cast about regarding the made-up moniker for a writer earning a living, but I rather liked it. As a preacher of common sense, let's earn money at this stuff, and a bootstrap mentality, I thought they pegged me pretty close to right in terms of what I could contribute to the conference. The panel went fabulously well for my having only about 15 minutes of talk time. Had lots of great feedback. A lot of people came up to me. But something happened by the last night of this event that I just never expected. Almost like a revival moment, which was amazingly coincidental since that was Easter week. I had a complete cathartic awareness about my abilities as an author and my capability to make a dollar using those abilities. In fact, I've never been as excited about being a writer in my entire writing life. I got chills as I prepared for this podcast. Seriously. The conference addressed self-publishing in a professional manner unlike anything I'd ever seen. And it nailed its credibility by bringing in names like Hugh Howey and Jane Friedman, C.J. Lyons, and Porter Anderson. They cracked that self-publishing egg wide open at this conference, letting it run into every session, allowing freedom of speech about how self-publishing isn't what you settle for, but instead you insert it proactively into your writing toolbox. After all, who can't stand in awe of the self-publishing prowess of Hugh Howey and C.J. Lyons? If you're not familiar with them, please look them up. I think it will, it will blow you away. I came away from this conference with a much higher respect for self-publishing. And I will tell you, I've done both. I'm a hybrid, and I've sat on that fence for a long time and dabbled on both sides. <laughs> I had my eyes open. But, you know, more importantly, I came away with an urgent sense of motivation. We all know that writing a good story is key to this whole business. That's why I tire of conferences that focus on craft and gloss over the business when it takes way more than a weekend conference to improve your writing talent. Writing well is a given in this business. It takes discipline and investment of time, but marketing, organization, and branding isn't as organic as writing, and they are faster-paced lessons that we can learn than how to learn how to master POV or, or character development or, you know, plot development. Okay, okay, what did I learn, Hope, you know? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just lay it out for you. Number one, I, I learned to focus. Now, I thought I was pretty friggin' good at this. But, you know, the Internet screams with options. 
And all too often we freeze with indecision because there's too many choices. We have to learn focus to tune out the noise of this best practice or that best practice and pick what works for us. Too many writers read and read and read about what's the best way to write, best way to publish and promote in hope that they'll have a lightning moment that clearly points them to what's right for their situation. And they read for months, if not years, when they ought to decide what the heck it is they want to write. Life is too precious to stumble around indefinitely as we wait for someone else to tell us what to do. Number two, dedication. The very successful authors make life changes. Hugh Howey downsized his life and committed to two years of writing to see if he could cut it. He immersed himself in the effort. C.J. Lyons decided writers wanted more stories from her than social media chatter. She wrote eight books before she earned enough to call it making a living. So she's learned that every spare moment of hers must be spent on writing a story. Since traditional publishing moved too slowly for their taste, they self-pubbed. Their goals were to write more, promote less, remaining dedicated to their craft. Note, however, that writing also meant publishing. They are prolific as a result of this dedication, writing more books than you or I probably think we can handle. Why can't we handle it, though? Three, simplification. With dedication and focus comes a massive degree of simplification, streamlining. We tend to get strung out in all directions, and in that tug of war, we lose sight of our focus and our dedication slips out of our grasp. Say no to requests. Say no to what's not important. Even say no to some important things because your writing goal is more important. But simplification allows you to keep your eye on the ball. For instance, I'm looking at altering my blogging to something, sim something more simple. I intend to keep just two newsletters from now on. Funds for writers and total funds for writers. I once had small markets and writing kid. They're being mothballed. I'll focus on Facebook and Twitter. I'll back off Pinterest. I'll rein in my freelancing. All of these changes, while each in itself is not much, are in the name of simplification and commitment to more time writing my chapters. Four, daily commitment. I've never been a NaNoWriMo fan because I felt I was too overwhelmed in multiple directions to write that fast. However, what NaNoWriMo does is make you commit to daily writing to reach 50,000 words in a month. In case you don't know what NaNoWriMo is, it's National Novel Writing Month. It takes place in November of every year. If you want to see if you can handle the fast pace of writing 50,000 words in a month, give it a shot. A lot of people find it cathartic in that they get to pull a novel right out of their head and put it together and realize, hey, I do have something here. Um, give it a shot. In hindsight, when I'm under deadline, I can write as many words as I need to write, though. You know, here I am bashing, not bashing, not being a fan of NaNoWriMo because it didn't work for me. And suddenly I realize, huh, I can write that fast. I do it all the time just not in November. I heard Southern novelist Carolyn White 
Karen White, excuse me, speak a few weeks ago and someone in the audience asked her how long it takes to write a book. Her answer depends on what my next deadline is. <laughs> I had to write that down. She's cranked out a book in four months. How? She relocated to the beach, which would be nice, or another room, or another town, and she wrote hard, sun up to sundown, even forgetting to bathe or eat. You know, that's, that's dedication. But you know, if you're on deadline, you do what you got to do. At dinner in Charleston, a professional in the business asked me how many words per day I could write. I reached back to when I had deadlines and realized the number was 2,500 to 3,000 words. I've done it innumerable times without much sacrifice. My answer surprised myself. Why did I wait until deadlines to write such a word count? What's wrong with making it routine? like Hugh Howey and C.J. Lyons. Throughout this conference, I stepped outside of myself, analyzing what might be considered wasted effort, studying what could change in my routine to improve my writing prolificness. Yes, that's a word. I looked it up. As a hybrid author already, I pondered all my writing and publishing options. As an authorpreneur, I sifted through my day-to-day -day accomplishments and began culling. As if fate were guiding my hand, when I arrived home on Friday, I had Jeff Gowen's blog in my inbox. Three keys to keep you from feeling like a failure at the end of the day. How's that for a title? While I don't feel like a failure, I wanted to feel like more of a success. So I read the post with eagerness. As a minimum, I wanted to see if my readers could glean motivation from it. Oh my God. As if a higher power wanted to endorse my thought processes, the piece did nothing but anchor my thoughts as being spot on in the right direction. One, I'm pulling this from, I'm pulling the, the highlights from this blog, but all the narrative behind them are purely mine. One, you have to be definitive. Well, sure you do. Busy, busy work might feel good for a while. You might feel like you're accomplished, but when you have nothing to show for it in the end, you eventually feel despondent. It's why so many writers quit. It's called burnout. Define your goal or goals. What do you hope to accomplish? It's not just the outcome that matters either. It's the process in getting there. Be clear what you're doing here. Two, you have to be specific. I've already brushed on this, but if you don't pinpoint what success is for you, you'll never feel satisfied or productive. If your goal is to write more, you can't tell what success is since there's no measure assigned to it. This type goal will make you dissatisfied with your writing journey. A first draft in three months, 2,000 words a day, that's more like it. Just saying you'll write a book this year without the details of when, why, and how means you're probably sabotaging yourself because you can't sense your progress until you've reached December 31 and realize you failed. Three, you have to be realistic. If you can write 2,000 words a day under a deadline, why can't you write that five days a week? That's 10,000 words a week, which means you can't skip days, then play catch up. If five days are impossible, set four. We feel energized at the beginning of our newfound plan, but that enthusiasm will wane. It's human nature. That's what your goals, that's why your goals must be realistic. Challenging, 
but realistic, stretching, but without breaking. Now, maybe you see why I felt simplification was a necessary part of my plan. If we have three key missions in our day, we have a keen understanding of our obligation. We know when we get up in the morning what we got to do by the time we go to bed at night. Instead of having a to-do list of 12 items, keep it at three. With too many, we tend to lapse into doing some of the smaller, easier tasks to feel more accomplished as we check off those items. Then before we know it, the day is gone and we've piddled it away. Trust me, I can preach this sermon. I'm streamlining, I'm defining, I'm simplifying. And it has me giddy with what I see as potential to step up my game. My husband listened to me prattle on over the phone while I was still out of town at, at, at the Pub Smart conference. I wish I was 20 years younger, I was saying, so I could have more time to do everything I want to do. I mean, I was just so excited. And he chuckled. The point is to have fun and enjoy yourself, he said, and it sounds like you're doing that. Yes, I am already having fun. What I want and what you probably want is to enjoy being acutely aware of your potential. Then modify your life to enable you to graze your maximum potential and see just what it is you are really capable of. Now that's really fun. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As you can tell, I'm very emphatic about it. Um, I'm making a few changes in my writing life. From your side, you probably won't see them. To me, it's going to be a ball. Um, if you happen to be following me on Blogger, this is probably the last post on Blogger that you'll see because as I streamline, I'm going to one place for my blog and that's at chopeclark.com. So please scoot on over there if you're seeing this on Blogger and sign up. Uh, I'd like that to be my focal point for my writing career is chopeclark.com. And then, of course, Funds for Writers, a very close second. Come on over, sign up. I want to keep you on board. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. This is number 13, and I think that's a very lucky 13. Um, this is C. Hope Clark, editor of FundsForWriters.com and author of the Carolina Slade Mystery Series, saying, you know, focus and simplification can really open your eyes. Thanks. Have a good week.